episode is on fashion and women empowerment. Yes, fashion can be a powerful mechanism to empower more and more women around the world. This episode is powered by Fashion Coast, which is a sustainable luxury designer clothing brand in London, founded by me. As a luxury modest clothing brand, Fashion Coast aims to promote modest clothing for inclusivity in fashion. Fashion Coast will launch its first collection soon. All clothing and accessories in Fashion Coast are made from used and leftover fabrics sourced from within UK to reduce carbon footprints of fashion. As Fashion Coast prioritizes women empowerment, all items are designed sustainably and made by women artisans from UK. And yes, Fashion Coast ensures fair wages and flexibility in work. Stay tuned to listen to the full episode. Fashion is one of the most labor-dependent industries because this piece of apparel must be handmade along a lengthy supply chain. One in six of the world's workers are employed in the fashion industry, and around 80% of those workers are female. This makes fashion a hot button feminist topic when considering the implications of employing so many women in an unregulated labor market. Every year, we collectively purchase around 80 billion pieces of new clothing globally. A McKinsey company study found that fashion consumption increased by 60% between 2000 and 2014 alone. By 2030, it's estimated the fashion industry will consume resources equivalent to two arts, with the demand for clothing focused to increase by 62%. To meet the demand of fast fashion's ever-changing window displays, fashion as we know it has been increasing in the land of a low-cost labor. Over the decades, the fashion industry has made an intentional choice to move its labor to low-income Asian countries like Bangladesh, India, China, Vietnam, and the Philippines, where it recruits mainly female factory workers because of Asian women's social and economic vulnerability. Workers' rights violations are commonplace in these offshore factories for fast fashion garment workers, and while extreme poverty certainly affects both men and women, women experience many more obstacles in escaping poverty. They often feel unable to organize and advocate for themselves as a group either due to cultural norms or strict anti-Indian policies within the workplace. Stories coming out of factories in Bangladesh tell us about women with bladder infections due to lack of bathroom breaks and managers forcing women to take the contraceptive pill. The lack of a living wage amplifies issues like denial of maternity leave, inadequate sanitation, and sexual harassment in the workplace. An Oxfam 2019 report found that percent of Bangladeshi garment workers and 1% of Vietnamese garment workers earn a living wage. This prevents workers from saving money to have a safety net while looking for alternative employment. Often, 
women start their daughters working in a factory as young as age 10 to help with their family because one was is inadequate. Being trapped in this cycle makes women increasingly more susceptible to sexual abuse because they can't risk the loss of income by reporting misconduct. With one in four Bangladeshi government workers disclosing some form of abuse to Oxfam. With all of those mistreatment, does that mean the only option is to boycott clothing made in low-income countries by first-person government workers? Fortunately, we don't have to draw the line so strictly because the industry doesn't have to be so correctly exploited. By improving women's access to financial resources, working in the fashion industry could be a tool of empowerment instead of exploitation. According to the UNDP, one of the most effective strategies in international development is to put money directly into the hands of women. The statistic is that for every woman lifted out of poverty, she will bring seven other people over the poverty line alongside her. Good development recognizes that women don't have a knowledge or skills shortage, they just have a cash shortage. Currently employed in the industry already know how to run 
their businesses and understand what workers need. Paying a living wage, providing adequate time off and paid leave, and ensuring great workplace safety crews within the factory are all good stars. The existing companies using fashion to provide fair work, such as Daju in Cambodia and Marmika in Malay. These companies challenge the myth that the slave waste business model is the only way to be profitable. Thank you for listening. Let me know what you think about fashion and its impacts on women and the environment. Feel free to listen and subscribe to my podcast. You can listen me on Anchor, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, Breaker, Report, and more podcast platforms. And yes, you can also subscribe to my YouTube channel to watch my videos on law and justice. Get the links in my episode details. Thank you once again. Stay safe, stay empowered. Raise your voice in